I did say doo doo. <laughs> are we live? We are live. Three, two, one, let's jam. Hello and welcome. What? Copyright. Hello and welcome to a brand new audio only, but still streaming live because fuck it. Uh, episode of Space Time Taco. Quarantine edition. Not really quarantine edition. More like self-quarantine edition. Well, we both still has, work. Everybody's got a self-quarantine. I mean, the government hasn't forced people into their own fucking homes yet, thank God. But, uh, places like California kind of are doing that right now. <laughs> I just realized I started doing the Audacity, and then I remembered that it actually doesn't work through Audacity, because it's only picking up me. So I'll just stop the Audacity recording. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to pull the audio from this later. Because <laughs> YouTube makes that pretty damn easy. Uh, huh? No, I'm your host, Chris, with Nate. <laughs> <laughs> we are professionals. We are in the mists, midsts, mists of trying to do this from home. Wait, I'm always doing it from home. Both of us from home. <laughs> yes. We are as socially distant as possible right now. It is basically impossible to be near each other. My my phone is still. God damn it. Um, I, what was I saying? I lost track of thought. You, you lost track of thought. I, oh, my phone was or... my phone is still on vibrate, and it was on the on the TV or uh, bench. I'm like, oh shit, bench, desk, words. Yes, the thing where you put the microphone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Either way, we are we are quarantining ourselves from one another, but still bringing you our listeners this podcast uh, a little bit earlier than normal because why the fuck not happening we're gonna tell the real truth one we came down to make sure it worked two somebody so somebody just can't wait even though he downloaded the game like two weeks ago just cannot fucking wait to play call of duty with me right now <laughs> So, it's not me. It's somebody that doesn't want to, or is not on the podcast currently, and I don't know if he'll ever be back. It's okay. It's his decision. Um, <laughs> yeah, Dave. Dave really just wants to play some Call of Duty with Nate, so we're doing an early ass version of the stream or the podcast. Again, audio only, which is interesting. And new in an attempt that I'm actually perfectly fine with, as long as we don't cut out. Well, yeah, that should be okay. Let's let's start by just cracking the big nut right away, so we can get it out of the way. Everything is closed and canceled and delayed because of coronavirus, except yeah. for except for GameStop. <laughs> of all places, I actually went and I looked into this. I should probably pull up one of the articles again. Um, the CEO of GameStop, essentially, and even a lot of companies, this company I work for did this. They gave employees a letter explaining that they are essential to the operation of some sort of business or something of that nature. Um, I got one because I, I'm a security guard. Yeah. So, like, they say they need me to be there. I have to provide physical security for the building. It's basically a letter to give for me to give to authorities if they stop me from going to work for whatever reason. 
mm-hmm. saying that I'm supposed to be there. Um, oh, so you are. You count as. Um, I count as essential, essential personnel. personnel. Yeah. So I'm essential personnel as long as the continuation of business is maintained at my client location, more or less. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to explain because contract security people think like I'm a security guard for X company. I'm not a security guard for that company. I'm a security guard hired by a security firm that then contracts me out to that company. Yeah. So <laughs> there's a lot of difference in the way that that's done. If they continue a bit, continuation of business ceases for our client, then yeah, I'm no longer essential basically. And my company will probably just fire. me. <laughs> that's, that's a <laughs> shitty thing to think about, but yeah, it is. But uh, the company GameStop does argue that it's essential business. It's essential retail. And I even heard that they try to justify this by saying they sell mice and keyboards. Yeah. They're so... basically saying that they sell the appropriate, um, the, uh, was it stuff to help people that are quarantining and working from home? Um, and I've actually so it's there's a couple of things that happened with this whole situation begin been yeah begin with one the memo that was given to these people was sent to uh, Kotaku um, mm-hmm. that actually was trying to find Jason Schreier's tweet about that or original post about that. Uh, I think he was the one to break the story. Yeah, so in a memo to staff today obtained by Kotaku, Kotaku, GameStop said, due to the products we carry that enable and enhance our customers' experience in working from home, we believe GameStop is classified as essential retail and therefore is able to remain open during this time. And this is after they basically had an entire call with all important sales managers and district managers and all that, um, where... They said if the police or any kind of law enforcement tries to tell you to go home, you tell them we were told we're essential retail and to call GameStop corporate. Uh, hmm. As well as, um, so somebody actually snuck in. There's a 40-minute YouTube video um, of a guy. I can't remember his name. I think it was Condor. Uh, a friend of mine that is actually a GameStop manager um gave me a link and let me listen to it. I told him I didn't listen to the whole thing. I started and then realized it was 40 minutes and I had him break it down as quickly as he could. Um, but he was basically saying all this is true. Uh, they also had multiple people coming forward and asking, so when do we decide to take look at the employees or people before profit And GameStop basically said not ever. Yeah. <laughs> and in, in as many ways, probably fewer words we they probably just said fuck you and give us money <laughs> um basically i mean gamestop everyone knows like the story of gamestop by now there's been plenty of videos on the subject made plenty of articles written about gamestop i was even going to make a video about like my experience while working there but there were people in my personal life who i didn't really want to shit on yes so, and that that is the one thing i i hate to say as horrible as they are as a company up in like top level um, like the top level yes the people at the bottom can be okay the problem is is when you get to a certain level and this really applies to any retail business when you get to a certain level specifically management it can make you a bad person <laughs> that's the thing like it can make you outside of work you will be pleasant and personable and you know charitable and all these other stuff like this but when you get to work 
especially at the management level where you're now collecting benefits and getting paid a salary, you will suck so much corporate dick. It's it's unfathomable. Yeah. Like it gets to a point of just absolute ridiculousness. And the problem is is like with any business shit rolls downhill. So the employees at the very bottom level, there's what GameStop calls game associates or game advisors. The guys. They're the people who have to pick up yeah, but they're the people who have to pick up all the fucking slack. Like they sometimes they're just left to their own devices to figure out what they're supposed to do. I mean, there's day. not only with the GAs, but even as a GA, mm-hmm. you can become a because it's SGA and that's where you can have keys, right? Yeah, yeah. You hit the, you hit the level of SGA, you get all the responsibility, but literally no extra benefits whatsoever. Yeah, SGA was was a stopgap. It was what you just said. It was an excuse to give somebody manager responsibility. Without giving them manager privileges, um, yeah, the only pe- people who the only positions with worked, sorry, well, pe- people who haven't worked for GameStop probably don't know this, but store managers, which they now call store leaders instead of managers, again, so they don't have to pay them a certain thing. And I believe even on their name tags, it said something like business owner on it, which was fucking ridiculous to me, because GameStop's not even a franchise. Like th- there aren't people who individuals who own these stores. This is one hundred percent a publicly traded, classically structured company. And so, but what GameStop would do for store managers is they would send them out to conferences, which is now GameStop GameStop Expo. Mm -hmm. And those conferences, you know, store managers would go there and they'd basically get free product. Like it was thrown at them. And it wasn't just like the marketing material you see at GameStop. It wasn't just the posters on the wall or things like that. Multiple These games, were, sometimes it was systems. Games, systems. Uh, my store manager, I bought it from him when it came out. He got the Steam box with the Steam controller for free. And a Steam friends and family code came with it, which means that every single Valve game ever released, I now have in my Steam account. So it is, they're literally just. That's how they would incentivize managers to stick around and to keep selling the corporate line. It was almost like an MLM in that kind of kind of way, where they're just preaching at you how good and virtuous and righteous and awesome the thing you are is doing, how much it's going to elevate you and bring you forward. But once you hit that store management level, there is no upwards mobility for you. I don't know a single person in the company who has ever moved from store manager to district manager. Yeah, ever. I mean, and that's... I've even seen cases where they don't hire within for assistant manager. So the idea of them hiring within to become district manager, regional manager, anything like that is ridiculous. I'm like, it's never going to happen. There's no point of even attempting. No, there isn't. And that happened at my store. When I was working there, you know, I was basically told like, hey, if you put in the work and you work really hard and you keep your numbers up, you know, we'll take a look at you and you could get that assistant manager position. So I did that. I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to stop griping. I'm just going to put my nose down and do the things I need to do on a regular basis and try to get as much benefit for the company as I can right now. Sell those fucking memberships, sell those warranties, do attachments on everything, upsell, upsell, upsell. Basically just be a fucking scumbag for like three weeks. And I did that. And instead... I just found out, like, it was all total bullshit because they were planning to hire somebody from outside in the first place. Yep. And they did. And the person that they hired from the outside didn't do his fucking job in the first place, and I picked up his slack. 
So is, is this the one that also stole a whole bunch of consoles? Yeah, this is one who stole a whole bunch of shit, and because he stole it, I got fucking fired. So, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, GameStop is a is a, a uh, sore spot for many people in my friend circle. Um, the thing is, I could sit here and like bitch for hours about it, but here's the bottom line: is the numbers, just the raw fucking data, right? Mm-hmm. And I do this, I look at this stock price consistently because it's hilarious to just watch how it moves. So, George Sherman is currently the CEO of GameStop right now. Um, he is basically a carbon copy of the same CEO they've had again and again and again. They just, they cycle through CEOs so fast it's ridiculous. He didn't come in until April 15th of last year. So that gives you an idea of how he steered this company. Um, he's more or less running to the ground. If you look at GameStop stock price right now, uh, let's see. So basically, and this is today, this is today when this article broke about them doing this shit, uh, at around 2 PM today, their stock price peaked the highest peaked at around $4 per share. It is down to around 375 now. Now, their stock price not that long ago, if I go back to, say, five fucking days ago, mm-hmm. on Tuesday, it was at 445 So it was still a whole dollar more than what it is now. If you go back to a month ago, it's still pretty low. But I remember, like, years ago, their stock price was over $16 a share. It was over $40 a share, even. Yeah. If you go back far enough to, like, five years ago. And their stock price has just been on this consistent decline, basically since 2016, where it hit almost rock bottom for them. It has just gone down and down and down and down. So and now, so I will the say, whole reason GameStop is doing this is they're just desperately clinging. Yeah, to I was going to say we, we've kind of gotten away from the main point of why this was being brought up, um, <laughs> alongside or right after, pretty soon after uh, GameStop came out or all this came out about GameStop keeping the doors open. Um, both California and Pennsylvania have told them they have to stay closed and also suspended their operating licenses for those states, as well as, according to this article from Bleeding Cool News, um, on March 22nd, it'll also be happening at GameStop in New York. Uh, and I can see it happening to many other states. Um, again, I feel bad for... And that was a whole other part of it. If you were to, you ha- they gave the employees the option to not come in, but they weren't going to be paid. The only ones that were going to be able to be paid were the ones that have benefits in time and all that kind of stuff, which is only assistant and store managers. And they were basically saying, oh, you have time off? Use that in this emergency situation. Uh, oh, GameStop was basically doing one thing that was first of all entirely illegal and the other thing was entirely unethical uh you can't first of all you can't force your employees to come in during a a state of emergency period Mm -hmm. that could be for for any private business you're not allowed to do that kind of thing yeah um you can't refuse to pay them on top of that either telling people to use their sick days is Anybody who works in any kind of business will tell you that's unethical. You know that there's a crisis going on, and so you're telling people, 
well, you've got this time off. It's not even PTO. So you're not getting paid at all, but you're being told to use days that you're going to need later on in the year when you actually do get sick to call out of work. And then when those sick days run out and you still can't come into work because there's still a state of emergency going on, then GameStop can just fire you anyway because you're failing to appear. Yeah. So it's turned into this ridiculous circus, and I'm glad that states like Pennsylvania and California put their foot down and said, no, we're just not going to fucking settle for this. I'm glad that New York is following suit, and I hope the rest of the states do. Honestly, the federal government should have came down on top of GameStop and said, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, this is not okay. So, as far as I'm concerned, you know, I bought, we're going to talk about these games later on, but I bought Doom Eternal and Animal Crossing both digitally, and I've always, even on this podcast, I've said why I prefer to buy things physically. But I bought these things digitally specifically to avoid going to GameStop. Like, there was... I do not want to be in their stores at all anymore. They... I understand that they have employees, and those employees need to make money and collect a paycheck. But if you are listening to this, and you are hearing this, because I've told people before, if you currently work for GameStop, or you consider working for GameStop, get the fuck out as soon as possible. They're not going to treat you well. They don't give a shit about you. All they care about is if you can make them money. And if you don't make them money, they will fire you on the spot. They have stopped caring about the consumer. Yes, they're, they're, it's nostalgic to be in one. I understand that. But they are not fucking worth it anymore. Yeah. There are other ways to get a hold of your physical game. Rant over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, am I still muted now? Um <laughs> So, yeah, we've got at least two states, a third state on his way, telling them to close, pulling their license temporarily. It's not a forever. They're just suspending it until after this pandemic. Um, I I am, and I don't want to get too into it or political on it, I am part of the, on the, I lean towards the side of I wish that we would just announce a national lockdown at this point. Um Especially mm-hmm. after seeing how things have progressed in other countries, I feel like that's the only way to get this shit cut out or slow it down to the point that it's not as bad. Um, yeah. Well, that's the whole purpose of quarantining, and that's why the government is recommending self-quarantine. Yeah, but the problem is... with that is if you're not required by law, you're going to go out and hang out at places with groups of people because you're fucking stupid. Well... Uh, that's the that's the issue is cabin fever and that's what GameStop was banking on honestly. Their sales figures actually did explode during the time that they were the only retailer that was basically open. Um but yeah, the simple fact of the matter is yes, people are going to be dumb. There's iffy territory when it comes to like the government enforcing people basically to stay home. Um yeah, but those are the there's so many people yeah. that I've seen being like they're doing it because they want to do something else. I'm like, well, if well, they're actually doing this to stop the spread of this is one thing. People, people are f- always going to have fucking conspiracies anytime the government recommends something. A crisis situation happens. Like We still live in an age where people think fucking 9-11 was caused by a death ray in space. Like, what? This is just, yeah, that's, that's a conspiracy theory concerning 9-11. That a literal fucking Death Star blew up the Twin Towers. Okay, then. Um, so, like, 
people are always going to be fucking crazy. Thankfully, they're just they're in the minority. With the age of the internet, they're going to be more vocal than they ever have been because that's what the internet lets crazy minorities do. Um, but you know, the thing is, is like, yes, you can still fucking go outside. You can still go to the grocery store. You can still do these normal things. Just be smart about what you're doing. Don't fucking gather in large groups around people. Like, that's all it fucking takes. And most businesses have taken measures to make sure that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. There's nowhere you can dine in anymore. Like, everything is carry out or take out. Everything's carry out. Everything is. I've even seen, um, I've been seeing a lot of places. Uh, we actually just did grocery shopping today. It surprisingly wasn't as bad. As we thought it was going to be, uh, Sam's Club was really bad. Not saying, not saying to support those kind of places, but just like there are certain items that we get there. Um, yeah. But like they were so bad that we didn't even get into the parking lot. There was a line to get into the parking lot, and we said "fuck this" and turned around and left. Um, I I would too, honestly. <laughs> yeah, but uh, we got in, and they actually have at all the registers. They have little X's where they have measured out the. Uh, distance so you aren't right on everybody. And to be honest, it's not that bad in grocery stores if you have carts. That cart is already helping in that situation. The cart helps, but me being having experience in security, especially events that involve a large number of people in a small space, anime conventions. Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) And that's why none of those are happening. Well, me being in control of that kind of thing and sort of corralling people and getting them to move in specific ways... I just have a lot of experience with that, so I can understand why they're doing it. The issue with a cart, especially in somewhere like Sam's Club or even a grocery store, is that cart can weigh as much as another fucking adult human being. Yeah. And so when panic sets in and people are trying to get out of the store with their shit, like, that turns into a battering ram all of a sudden. That turns turns into a way for you to start pushing everybody out of the way. So the spacing, you know, even though it seems redundant, is like especially important in that instance. So it's super, just... <laughs> super random. Um, I just thought to mm-hmm. just double check it because we heard mentioned talking about cons. Um, as of March fifteenth, Blurred Con still hasn't canceled or delayed. They're yeah. still planning to go go ahead at uh, during July, the same weekend of July. Well, the projections for this whole pandemic. Uh, they don't really go that far yet, which is why I think they're yeah. okay. Well, um, that's I've seen a lot, and you see a lot of people saying um, July, August. Now there have been I've been seeing a lot of rumors with that. We're talking about this fucking thing way too long. We are, but the projections have gone as far as August. the The reason why it's important that we talk about it right now is it affects the things that gamers and nerds and geeks are into. Right? Is We've seen the the cancellation of conventions. Yeah. There are potential delays on new consoles. There are already delays on some games. Yeah, there, um, there are delays on games. There are potential delays on other games that could come out later this year. There's just a lot of stuff that we may not be able to get our hands on that we've been hyped up for since last year. Um, and even years before that. Because of this pandemic. We don't know which way it's going to go is a problem. Yeah. Um, Thank fucking God is, that uh, I yeah. am, um, which one call it? Uh, what was I saying? Oh, that we have. I, not just me, us. We have our uh, 
our our Animal Crossings in the dooms. We're safe. Yeah. We don't need nothing. We are <laughs> we are as safe as we can be as long as these games. <laughs> Uh, gamers are fickle and will tire of these things soon. So. Oh my god. Somebody. What? The shit that I'm seeing. Sorry. Because I'm on. (laughs) I'm on Twitter trying to get some certain. other information or whatever together so we can. I can say it without having to look for it. Somebody Mm -hmm. made their Animal Crossing character, their villager, uh dressed up as oh fuck my mind's blanking who is the crybaby that passes out and goes badass in demon hunter crybaby that passed oh uh zanitsu yeah yeah yeah. somebody made them look like that they ended up making uh because you can customize um dresses mm-hmm. and they basically just use the dress as the template to make it look like they had the full outfit on with the kimono pants I will I will retweet this to the account because it's a great thing. It's really weird. It's not a kimono actually, but Yeah, cuz do you see it? Me. Did you just find it? No, it's just what they wear in Demon Slayer is not a kimono. <laughs> oh, well, he doesn't he have, what isn't it like a kimono on the outside? No, that jacket is called a haori. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm a stupid American. It's from a specific period in Japanese history. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being extremely pedantic because I can be. Um, anyway, so... Speaking of that, um, we got... We're all playing Doom and Crossing Eternal Horizons, right? Well, I'm only playing half of it. Yeah, uh, I I personally really care to play. Doom. Yeah, I, it's not that I have anything against Doom. I actually I think it looks amazing. It is such an incredible game from what I've seen, but it's just not my kind of game. There's one major issue with Doom right now. Um, Jim Sterling made a video on it. Yeah, um, and that's the way they did DR Bethesda did DRM for. Them. Uh, if you remember back to like things when uh, the last Sim City released, and the way EA did DRM on that, where it always had to be online. Yeah. Um, well, Bethesda did the same thing with Doom Eternal. You have to be connected to Bethesda.net uh, in order to even play the single player campaign in Doom Eternal. That's annoying. So that has pissed a lot of people off because, of course, on launch day. As usual, things aren't set up right with netcode and servers, so people were dropping connections and the campaign was just booting them out of the fucking game. Sounds um, about right. You know, that's extremely frustrating, especially for a game where everything's as interconnected and as smooth flowing as Doom is. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I under, here's the thing. is I, I can always understand why a publisher might do something like this, I get it. They're afraid of piracy. They don't want people getting their game for free because that means money that they're losing. Yeah. Um, But you have to do it in a way that's consumer friendly. It it doesn't... It just doesn't make a lot of sense to me to go about it this way when you've seen... Especially after you've seen another company fail at it so badly. Like, that's what I don't get about publishers, is they think that... 
Sorry. They look at they look at another publisher do this thing and it fails, and then they turn around and they do the same thing and act like they're special. They're different, and it won't fail for them. <laughs> um, the other scummy thing is Bethesda didn't mention this at all. All the marketing, like all the material, all the interviews done, all the internal was done specifically by id Software. No one from Bethesda came out and said anything about the game at all. And I think they did that intentionally, because they knew shit like this was going on behind the scenes, and they didn't want anyone from Bethesda spilling that to anybody. Yeah. Um, which is like a desperate plea. It's a desperate way to bank on day one hype and sales. Um, I still bought it on day one because I didn't know shit about it until, like, like I said, basically this morning. Um, when someone on Reddit had made a post about it, but to me, it's just, it's fucking disappointing, honestly. I expected better than that. I expected id to put their foot down and said, hey, we already made a great game for you, Bethesda. Don't fuck this up for us, please. (laughs) And, uh, Bethesda said, Bethesda is going the way of EA. They're just saying, no, hey, screw you guys. If you don't do these I'm not gonna go that far yet. Publish your game. I won't go that far yet. Let's give them another year or two. <laughs> Just well, a little, little. If I'm going to give any company, like any like AAA, third party or whatever, the benefit of doubt for a little bit, it will be Bethesda. Combination of because of the games that they make that I've loved my entire life, and also because they're, you know, local. Uh-huh. Yeah, well... A little bit. Go, not all of the benefit. A little bit. I'm, I'm trying not to go full doomer on Bethesda, but the other tiny slap in the face is someone who did buy a physical copy of the game and opened up their game box and took a picture of it to make a Reddit post. Mm-hmm. And the piece of, like, that little slip you get inside of every game box that you use, like, an advertisement or something like that, yeah. was an advertisement for Fallout 76 Wastelanders. Ooh! <laughs> now, so, I gotta admit, come on, man. I kind of want to check it out once it goes live. I'll check it out once it goes live because I believe it or not, I still have a fucking physical copy of Fallout 76. You couldn't sell that thing for like it's well, it's worth less Let's than Let's see, dollars. GameStop. <laughs> Let's see how much GameStop is currently selling it. If I can still go into their oh, of course I can go in to buy it. What am I thinking? <laughs> currently now, Fallout 76 new is selling for thirty nine ninety nine. Oh uh, no, pre owned is fourteen ninety nine. No, digitally, no, 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 no. you can't no. buy it digitally on PlayStation, but you can on Xbox. Uh, it is fourteen or uh, fifty nine ninety nine. It's full price for digital. Um, if you spend sixty fucking dollars on a digital copy of Fallout Six, you have problems that cannot be resolved. I'm gonna see what store locations have it. Oh, everyone. Everyone has it pre-owned. Nobody has it used or new. Of course everyone has it. Oh, White White Marsh does have have it new, but they're not open anymore. (laughs) All malls are closed currently. Um, (laughs) Of course the malls are closed. Yeah, that's just a breeding ground. Oh, man, I want to stay off. Okay, so... an excuse to start my mall-based zombie film. Oh, God. All right, so, (laughs) ignoring your issues, your... um, your issues with my personal gripes with that you. stuff i mean to be honest to a lot of people it's not personal gripes it 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 works for it, it it's an issue to you and it's an issue to many people i'm sure to me one i'm not playing it so i don't give a shit um 
Oh, hey, and I'm just going to say this now. I'm, I'm fucking, fucking putting a date on this shit. Uh, Nate, you, I think, are one of the first people in my group of friends that is now 31. Oh, Happy no. birthday. You told them. Yep. <laughs> Happy birthday. Yeah, I'm fucking, I'm old. Fucking old. I'm sitting, I'm sitting in a basement talking to a microphone. Oh, you this cut is, out. This is the American dream. Okay, there you go. Uh, I'm only 30. Ha ha. <laughs> 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 I like how you say that. Like you're so fucking far behind. I know. I'm literally what? Let's see. One, two, two weeks and three days away. <laughs> and no, I definitely did not say your birthday out loud and happy birthday because I didn't realize it was your birthday today at all. I don't know what you're talking about. Look. I don't oh. remember anybody's birthday. You just told me when your birthday is. That's supposed to be. It's April 7th. Um, thank you. Yeah. Uh, I actually know. I try and keep... Um, because it's the future and I'm horrible with remembering anything. I actually try and keep everybody's birthdays on my Google Calendar. And that's my problem is I feel like technology has replaced my actual long-term memory. Here's the thing. Even so. before smartphones, I can remember things. Like, people are like, you don't have phone numbers memorized? I'm like, motherfucker, I didn't have phone numbers memorized before I had a phone that kept all these goddamn the numbers. First, I hated that so much when people said, why don't you have phone numbers memorized? First of all, I moved around a lot as a kid, so constantly changed. And second of all, everyone who said that to me had a fucking Rolodex on their desk. <laughs> so they didn't remember phone numbers either. <laughs> Oh, I don't use that color for anything yet? Ooh, I know what I'm going to do now. And the fact that I know what a Rolodex is, is just aging me even further. <laughs> Alright, now your birthday's in my phone, so I never forget it. <laughs> oh, uh, hey, it's Nate's birthday. I'm going to buy a Rolodex. Make a business card for yourself so I can put it in my Rolodex. I have a business card for myself. Good. I'm it's old and outdated, and I, did, I need to update it. I need to get a new one for me. I need to get a new one for you. I need to get a new one for that's it, because nobody else is doing things. <laughs> like, I would love to make one for Dave and Nate and even Kim, but none of them really are a face, f f f f front-facing portion of this uh, all that much. And obviously, we, Dave, is, Dave is his own thing all together at this point. We can bring Kim in as a front-facing part of this. Yeah, but she doesn't like going to conventions. She doesn't have to go to conventions. Well, that was the point, was to do that kind of stuff. Uh, well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, all right, <laughs> so, back to, God damn it. Why, what do you, do you, how do you feel about the game? Ignoring the how outside do I feel about the, game? the game is pretty awesome. Here's the thing, is, sat down to play it, I played it for like maybe ten minutes. So this is not gospel. Oh, that, that sucks. How come you've only now? played it for so short? Because of my fucking shitty work schedule, right? Oh, I thought you were about to say because of Animal Crossing. <laughs> well, Animal Crossing is also portable and Doom is not. <laughs> hey, and not me, yet. Wait I, until if, wait until it comes to uh It'll come to Switch. It'll be ported to the point where everything just looks like crap, but that's the processing power of the Switch, huh? Hey, some of those games actually look pretty okay. Yeah, some of those games look pretty okay because they don't have super detailed graphics. That's true. The, the, the cartridge size, this is the problem with cartridges in general, is people always talk about why are games on cartridges still. A physical cartridge limits the overall memory you can put into a game. And so the Switch cartridge size, I forget what it is, it's only a couple gigs big. 
Um, so games like Super Mario Odyssey or Animal Crossing or Mario Kart or Legend of Zelda that look really, really awesome on this only look that awesome because they had to make shortcuts in the way they did graphics for those games. Yeah. Um, well, game and like, the fact that they were programmed in-house and were made specifically just for this console. Well, that's true. Doom is going to be a port. It was made for other things first, primarily for a PC, which is where all games in this HD era now start their life cycle. Um, and then the ports are just trickle downs from that. It's basically just pushing that console hardware to its limit um, because that console hardware can't meet the top PC limit that they tested on. So, you know, it's great that people are going to be able to play Doom on Switch. I'm not saying don't fucking play Doom on your Switch. I'm just saying manage your expectations when it does come to Switch. <laughs> um, but but do buy it the, because then they'll continue to make more games for the Switch. As far as I'm concerned, though, Doom Eternal is everything I loved about Doom 2016 just turned up to fucking 11 at this point. Um. Everything about it is is great. The I was one of the few people who was really into the All of that is back. It's just as unobtrusive as it was in 2016, so if you don't want to pay attention to it, you what don't really have to. That? I don't know. There are a few cutscenes here and there, um, but they don't really stall the gameplay for too long. You're not stuck watching a 30-minute movie, basically, about what's happening in the world. Yeah. Well, and that's um, like the world of the game. Has, is basically, like, I think the first one starts off with the person talking to you and you destroy the thing talking to you, right? Yeah, pretty much. Um, well, you wake up in the sarcophagus and later on when you actually go to hell several times, you find out why you were put there and who the Doom Slayer really is and how badass he is. The Doom Slayer. And that's what I appreciate about id creating lore for these games is... The lore in the first game was specifically set up to sell how badass the Doom Slayer really is. Like, that was the whole purpose of having that stuff in the game. It wasn't there to, like, oh, here's exposition on a story that happened that you don't care about. It's like, no, we're here specifically to tell you how much you're going to push our shit in for the rest of this game. <laughs> um, so it looks like the lore in Doom Eternal is a bit more expansive. They're setting up an entire world mm -hmm. that the Doom Slayer exists in. But again, it's not in your face, not shoving it down your throat. It's there if you want it, which is what a lot of fans appreciate, is a lot of people just want to play the game and kill demons. That's all they give a shit about, and that's cool. Um, but I'm glad they brought it back for people like me. <laughs> There's customization both in single-player and in multiplayer, which is really cool. Um... The multiplayer element has been completely overhauled. Kept showing this off their battle mode. It's an asymmetrical 2v1 mode where one person plays a Doom Slayer and two other people are playing demons. Yeah, There's a lot of strategy involved that. in the mode. Um, there's certain things that the demon can do to the Doom Slayer, like block his loot when he uses his chainsaw so he can't pick up any resources in that moment. They can use these things called volumes, which are essentially areas of effect they can put down that do different things to the map. That's cool. Um, well, it's like you can put down, for example, a hazard volume. Any attacks that land inside the hazard volume, damage. Um, you can put down health volume. You need to heal as a demon because you can't pick up the normal health packs. Or mm -hmm. The problem is the strategy comes into play because everyone can see where these volumes are placed. So the demons have these volumes that affect the way the map is used temporarily. 
but the Doom Slayer is a whole lot more mobile and powerful than the demons are. So there's a strategy that comes into play with how the demons sort of outplay the Doom Slayer or how the Doom Slayer outplays the demons. Because the round doesn't end for the Doom Slayer until he kills both demons simultaneously. Oh wow. So there's got there's a time frame in there. It's a respawn timer. The other demon respawns before the Doom Slayer kills the other demon, then he's kind of just rinsing and repeating here. Um Luckily, they balanced it out. The demons don't respond with, you know, full health or anything like that. Um, but it's all about just managing that strategy, either by yourself as a Doomslayer or as a team with the two demons, finding out how to best take down your enemies and, you know, get things done. Uh, the single-player campaign, like I said, is everything you loved about Doom 2016. It's just turned up even more. Uh, with the introduction of things like Slayer Gates, which are super hard challenge areas that get you extra bonuses. Um, all the secrets of sort of Metroidvania level design are still there. Um, it feels basically like an updated version of what Classic Doom was, which is what people loved about Doom 2016. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's all I can say. It's, it's one of those first-person shooters that is going to feel weird to people if they're first getting into it because people have stuck with things like Call of Duty or Battlefield for so long, expect certain things out of that, that Doom has always done different. Um, you're going to be you're gonna be faster. You're going to be stronger. You're going to rely on melee a lot more than those other first-person shooters. There's no reloading of your guns anymore, so you don't have to mash the X button. Oh, there's that no anymore. reloading? I thought there was reloading no. in the first one. No, there was no reloading. I guess not, yeah. To- they want it to be as close to classic Doom as possible. The so only the thing that you can do works, differently in this Doom than the old Doom is look up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other thing is, if you bought the Deluxe Edition like I did, you get a copy of Doom 64 with it as well. Yeah, which is currently available on um, Switch as well, I believe. So Doom 64 is, if you want a taste of classic old school doom it's not so old that it feels like this is crap and there's no reason for me to play it i mean it's still fucking old yeah but it's still <laughs> old enough where it's like it's an introduction into what classic doom felt like while still having enough features to be relatable um so all the stuff is worth checking out if you're a fan of the first doom or even if you just heard about doom and got hyped for it if you we like murder, if you like Bethesda yeah. games, well, if you like tearing things apart. You like ripping and tearing. <laughs> shooter, uh, just go, go buy Doom. Don't fucking rent it. Don't try it out. Just go buy the fucking game. Honestly, it needs your support. Support <laughs> the shit out of that company or those developers. Rant over. Rant over. I like that you have. I like that. To be honest, normally when it's us next to each other, the rant over thing would be too much. But when I don't want to cut in on you talking because there is, I'm sure there is some delay between this. It works perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, mm, excuse me. So now let's talk about the real important game that came out that I'm 100% <laughs> not playing right now. Get off your fucking. I'm going to just sit that right there. Sam? Um, she's not down here. Uh, <laughs> I had some shit to turn in. I wanted, I made 8,000 bells in one trip. All right, man, come on. Uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons just came out. And some people, I will say, and this is for both Doom and uh, 
Animal Crossing. It's one semi-okay thing that GameStop did do. Uh, one of the things they did to avoid as many people interacting with each other was releasing these two games a day ahead of time. You could yeah. pick up... They canceled the midnight release, but obviously you cancel the midnight release, you're just going to have a shit ton of people in the morning. So instead, they allowed people to buy both or bring home both games Thursday. Uh, I did not. I actually, ahead of time, I always, I, most of my games are digital. Uh, I am not like Nate. I do not go for a physical, only time that I buy physical is a game that I'm like, I doubt that I'm going to like that. I'll play it later. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I did pick up uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons, as you did. Uh, I got in, I literally, I was up, uh, ooh, I was watching something that I'll also bring up later. Um, I, uh, yeah, hit midnight, went in, automatically started the game. The way the tutorial works is basically you get a chunk of time that is like, hey, this doesn't count as the actual day. You go, take a nap, you wake up, and boom, it's the it's your quote-unquote first day. Uh, mm -hmm. So I basically took advantage of as much as you can. Um, and I, me on my second day right now, uh, I have my first house, I have Blathers is already there, I already gave him enough, um, stuff for the museum to be open most likely tomorrow, because usually everything works on a one-day turnaround. Usually. I'm not 100% sure, because my mind is thinking of old school. Um, but, so far, as somebody that has played every main... Yeah, every mainline Animal Crossing game. Uh, I fucking love this. I think this is amazing. Um, in every Animal Crossing game, you basically have a limited amount of things you can do in your 24 hours. Because it is, like you, me and you talked about earlier, it is a quote-unquote live timeline, I guess. Yeah. Uh, as in, it matches up, hey, it's 509 in the game, it's 509 in real life right now. Um, it just it syncs up with real time wherever you. Yeah, and you can um, actually have it set to be, northern or southern hemisphere, which was cool. You can set to have your seasons, um, opposite basically hemisphere. So yes, they will basically be opposite of what they are in your area if you want to do. Which I think is a really is a cute idea, um, but. The difference with this game is, like I said, all the other games, you had a limited amount of things you could do in that 24 hours. You would basically go, all right, hey, these are the people I can do, quote-unquote, fetch quests for. I, I just call them fetch quests because sometimes they ask for shit. Uh, I, I took all the resources from trees I could. I took all the resources from holes in the ground that I could. I took all the resources from... Uh, Oh, my mind's blanking on what it is. Oh, the money rocks, because yes, money rocks are a thing. Um, which money rocks. Nate, Nate, you can't get to until you get a uh, a shovel, obviously. Actually, no, I'm lying, because now it's changed that you can use the stone axe, the flimsy axe, to hit rocks, and you can still get your money out no, of that, I believe. I definitely did use the axe to hit some rocks. I just ate ten apples and went to town. <laughs> oh, no, don't do that. Then you break the rocks. Oh, I didn't know you could not break the rocks with the axe. Yeah, if I you don't the eat rocks. the apples, if you don't eat apples, you just hit the rocks and you get more resources out of them. If you so break the rock, you get, like, one or two. Yeah, I broke all the rocks. Yeah, and now you have to wait until... That's what's wrong! I, you didn't tell me that part. 
Um, so if you break through the rocks, not come back. They respawn the next day, but I think they randomize. I don't know 100% because I didn't think about it, and I just accidentally broke all my rocks one of the days. Uh, or yeah. yes, I guess I yesterday. Say, this game is, I was going to say, the game is really... You just get a, a finite amount of rocks. Yeah. Don't, don't break your rocks. Um, <laughs> who just messaged me? Did Dave message me? Motherfucker. He's, yeah, I'm wait, you think he's like... I don't know, he just said, what's up? I was waiting for him to be like, finish up. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, so... In this game, as opposed to having that limited amount of things you can do, uh, after you pay off your uh, initial traveling fee and, and your tent and all that kind of shit, um, you unlock on your phone... Nook Miles Plus. Instead of these, like, hey, it's your first time doing this stamp, so you get Nook Miles, or hey, this is your, uh, your you've caught a lot of fish every 10, 40, 80,000 fish, or whatever you catch, you're gonna get a stamp in Nook Miles. This is the, hey, just plant a tree. Hey, just tear down a tree. Hey, just shake a tree and get fruit from it. Um, and that is an endless loop where you can just get a constant amount of of nook miles coming in. And the best part is, every 2,000 nook miles, you can then take an airplane and take it to another island and take all those resources and then progress so even further in the game and then sell all those there's resources. tickets are for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you get the tickets, does it just send you to a random island? You go to a random island. You don't have to use those tickets to fly to somebody like you know, if you have somebody's friend code or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, this takes you to a randomly generated island that you can take all the resources and you meet other animals that you can invite to your town. Hmm. Yeah, so I've been to two different ones. One I paid for, one I got for free because I didn't realize. I flew to an island before he gave me the, the free one. Um... I had, a, I had a shit ton of Nook Miles saved up. Let's put it that way. I don't have... There's, like, nothing left for me to buy besides, like, actual goods. No more services kind of things. Um, yeah. Which, by the way, if you are just starting up, I highly recommend buying the, the tool wheel and the organization because it expands your inventory and it also makes it a lot easier to switch between... I almost said weapons, I but tools. <laughs> I did get the uh, tool wheel. I didn't get the organization yet. Yeah, get the organization. It, like, doubles your inventory. The last Animal Crossing I really, really, like, played was the original on the GameCube. Yeah, it was amazing. And when yeah. I got the axe, my little, like, 13-year-old brain was like, the first thing I'm going to try to do is hit somebody in my village with this axe. And every time you went to do it, it just made you talk to them. Yeah, the game was like, nope, we're, we're not letting you just... Axe murder people. <laughs> no murder allowed. Which, I mean, uh, makes sense. Don't murder anybody. <clears throat> just going back to Doom Eternal real quick. I just saw oh, yeah. this clip. I'm sorry. Someone has already broken the fucking game. Oh, yeah, duh. I mean, people have already found a duplication glitch in this game. Well, when they broke the game, they, did, they fell through the map after performing a glory kill, which is one of their scripted melee kills. And, uh, yeah, they just fell through the bottom of the map. <laughs> So fucked up their whole level for them. God. <laughs> so, That's gonna suck. You know, you can put all the fucking polish and spit shine on a game you want. They can still fall through the cracks. Literally. <laughs> uh, so I, there is one thing that I want to say. Um, what the fuck? 
<laughs> there is I love I love how much not only this is like outside of the game at this point I love mm. how much this game has influenced memes and influenced just Twitter in general my Twitter feed both on my personal account <laughs> and the in the Space Time Taco account this are is... filled with nothing but <laughs> Animal Crossing this is the most ambitious crossover of all time <laughs> oh are you talking about your favorite crossover Yes, I'm just uh, talking about. Well, you talked about the memes. Memes came from these two games and the crossover. Oh yeah, them. the fact that both because... of these games coming out same day and they both have embraced each other so much. The mood of each game is seemingly like opposed in your average person's mind, right? Because you've got one game that's about shooting and tearing demons apart, and another game is about having happy little fun time. And one is supposed to be like very relaxing and chill, and the other is supposed to be sweaty tryhard. Oh God, and... <laughs> sorry, I just came across another horrible tweet. I'm gonna put it in the in the, in the private chat. Um. So here we are, just in the future. Here we are in the future. Oh geez, hell no. <laughs> nope, clicking off of that. Oh God. <laughs> Yeah, Nintendo tweeted out, what fruit did you start with on your island? And Marcus Sellers, who's a well-known Twitter person, uh, Twitter gamer person, um, tweeted out a picture of his trees in Animal Crossing with toilet paper rolls. Thanks for the hookup, Nintendo. Uh, uh, yeah. Are you just laughing at that now? No, I'm laughing at my friend's uh, Ashley's passport. She, uh... Her uh, flavor text on her passport right now is just aggressive trash. Mine is, I think mine was, it's creative klutz or something like that. But I did it because it just, it's it's my initials. <laughs> For the longest time, it was just animal, animal. <laughs> One of her nicknames that people have called her that she's okay with people calling her Ashley. So anytime she finds something like that, that's what she'll pick. And so aggressive trash is quite fitting. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, the uh, the memes. The memes are wholesome. The memes are good. Yeah, And it's that's great. what I like about them is it's a lot of, it's basically just a lot of Isabel fucking Doomslayer having good times together. <laughs> um, one of the funniest ones was a little Source Filmmaker video where he's like teaching her to use the super shotgun. <laughs> And she blows herself away when she takes the first shot. Oh, my God. <laughs> but then she gets back up, and she just keeps walking forward, shooting it even more. Um, another one was an 8-bit video, 8-bit animation someone had made. Doomslayer's on the island, and Tom Nook is talking to him, and he's doing all the activities. And then it does a hard cut to Isabel on, like, the hellified Earth shooting the plasma rifle at a bunch of demons. <laughs> And she's smiling the entire time while doing it. Oh my god. Uh, and then the last one was what I tweeted out was the Doom Animal that came out. Um, it's a little 3D animation project made by a guy. All the characters in it are Animal Crossing style. It's Isabel on the drums. You've got the Doom Marine and fucking Pokemon Gym Leader, Punker from Sword and Shield. She's on another guitar. And they're playing... Uh, a segment of BFG Division. Uh, 
Um, and it's like a concert, so you got little Animal Crossing guys in the crowd with glow sticks, like head banging and shit. I'm it's actually really going to tweet awesome. this out from us. Mm -hmm. or uh, Actually, let me find their original tweet. Is the one you shared their original tweet? It should have the original YouTube link. Or maybe it doesn't. I don't think I will. But I can send you a YouTube link. Well, I have the I have the YouTube link. I just wanted to try and. Um, no, I don't know about the tweet. I didn't see a tweet for it. Yeah, because it was it me? Is it this Andamish or is this a different person's? Yes. I want to make sure we're linking to the original person's thing. You know what I mean? Uh, let's see. I don't know. I'm not sure who originally tweeted it. That's the thing. Damn it! I don't know if it originally came from Twitter to begin with. That's annoying. It happens. I'm pretty sure that it actually it just came from the YouTube channel and people just grabbed it and started tweeting it. Well, at least that's linked to the YouTube channel instead of some random person that's like, hey, look at this thing that I didn't create, but now I'm going to get credit for. Yeah, we're not trying to Aaron Carter and <laughs> Hey, man, didn't he beat Shaq? Didn't he beat Shaq? What do you mean, beat Shaq? Like, basketball? Yeah, wasn't that one of his songs? I'm not sure. You're um, not a fucking 13-year-old girl. Why would I know this? I beat Shaq. This is from, like, the 70s. The 90s. The that's 70s. how I beat Shaq. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This song came out in 2000, motherfucker. We were childs. How I beat Shaq? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, hang on. The lyrics. Oh, don't do that. Aaron's in the house. Come on, get up, get up. I want to <laughs> I'm fucking... I can feel my brain cells burning away right now. Uh, for those that aren't in the know, two But things. then I One. saw a shadow. Oh, it was 12 foot 3. It was Shaquille O'Neal. I told him, why not? I got time. But when I beat you real bad, try not to cry. Here's the thing. Aaron Carter is, like, maybe as big as Shaquille O'Neal's fucking shoe. <laughs> I'm pretty sure all that happened after this song came out is Shaquille O'Neal, like, showed up to his house. He was in the music video, man. He was in the music video. All right, well, then Aaron Carter definitely got his ass beat after recording this song. <laughs> uh, so, two things. Because, obviously, no, nobody knows who the fuck Aaron Carter is. Aaron Carter is the brother of Nick Carter, who was a member of Backstreet Boys. If you don't know who Backstreet Boys, I can't help you. They are the uh, the <laughs> the uh, the enemies of NSYNC. NSYNC is where <laughs> Justin Timberlake is from. If you don't know who Justin Timberlake is, he is the voice of the one of the main characters from the Trolls movie. That's he's how you have to speak to one, new children. Yeah, he's also one of the biggest. <laughs> pop stars of the early 2000s yeah he's so not anymore just shows you how far he's fallen it's because he kind of did some stupid shit and by that i mean made really bad music um yeah the other thing about aaron carter and why we made the fun made made the fun um making the fun he uh he stole people's artwork and yeah. tried to push it like he was giving them exposure kind of thing it's like yeah shut the fuck up <laughs> He stole people's artwork. Try to first frame it as if he didn't steal it. Oh, yeah, that's uh, right. Then try to frame it as if, oh, I'm giving you exposure and you should be grateful that I put it on my Twitter. 
Um, and all for a shitty t-shirt company he was running. <laughs> oh, I forgot that that's what it was for. Yeah. Uh, the the hypocritical part of all this, though, is that he went after other people for stealing his t-shirt design. Fucking dumbass. <laughs> so. And that's how I beat Shaq. <laughs> oh, and Terry Crews did a fucking oopsie recently. I mean, no, I think, no, no more oopsies. Let's get back to video games. We're talking about just, too many bullshits. Just more oopsies. No more oopsies. We're talking Welcome. about Animal Crossing. Do Doominal, Doom Animal, Doom Animal Crossing, uh, Eternal Horizons. Is it right? That's it. Um, so back to Animal Crossing. Doominal is too much to say. Doom Animal. I'm just saying Doominal. 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 Exactly. I think that's an anime, right? Bo-bo-bo? Not friends with Jojo. Nope. bo 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 bizarre adventure. That's the next mashup I want to see. Oh, God. All right. Bo-jo-jo, bo-bo-jo. Bo-jo-jo, bo-jo, jo 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 <laughs> no one could watch that fucking anime. <laughs> oh, I don't. You know what? It would be because of Bobo, not because of JoJo. I actually enjoy JoJo for how ridiculously stupid it is. I do too. It's right? A, it's, a great it's so bad. Like the the first anime. episode of the third season, because everybody tells you to skip the first two story arcs or whatever. Fuck it. They were enjoyable. No. I don't care what anybody said. But, it's the crazy subversion of shonen anime tropes, and that's why I love it. Well, just when, because you're introduced to the new character, Joseph, jo is it Jojo, Joseph Joestar? I think it's Joseph. It might not be, I don't remember, whatever his name is. This Jotaro season's... doesn't come into like a... No, no, it is Jotaro. Jotaro Joestar. I think it's Jotaro. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he has a stand. It was when stands got introduced. So in the first episode, I feel like I brought this up before. Uh, I think we talked about this already. But he's in jail and his mom is coming down. And is like, Jojo, my Jojo. Oh, yes, Jojo. we did talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just like, shut up, bitch. And she's like, okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we might have talked about this last episode. Yes, we did. Because I remember you tell, telling me that he basically... Told his mom to shut the fuck up, and she was just cool with that for it's some that, reason. Okay. It's so fucking bad. But I uh, guess you would be cool with that too if your son looked like fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger since he was like twelve. Oh so. my god. Um, <laughs> I'm like, how do we get back into Animal Crossing? <laughs> anyway, Animal Crossing is a good game. I'm I I'm excited for you to get further uh, because you were still technically within your first day, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. So I'm in my second day. Tomorrow I will not only I already paid off my first house loan, um, which was ninety eight thousand bells. Now I owe one hundred and ninety eight thousand bells because I just I'm getting the new house tomorrow. Um I will also have the Debt Simulator twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah, but it's cute. Well, the thing that makes it cute is that Tom Nook is the dialogue that Tom Nook gives you is always like he's trying not to con you, basically. Well, hey, you know what? Here's the thing. I am now on this. I am now on the don't badmouth Tom Nook train because this motherfucker is giving you the pro giving you a house. 
giving you a bigger house, he giving is. you a new expanded house, he's, but he's not asking you, for your money directly. He's like, he's get it to me to when you can. Directly, I and he's, he's I giving you extremely lenient terms. Yeah, no interest. Hey, here's no how much this costs. Term. When you can do it, go ahead. What's that? I'm giving you things that are making it so you can afford to give me the but money easier. 100%. This is also because credit scores don't exist in the Animal Crossing. Universe. Well, here's the thing: you got to remember, you your are job selling. Is, your you, job is collecting bugs, and fishing, and shaking trees, and selling the shit you get out of it. But well, I was gonna say, like I said, you got to remember, um, you are selling this stuff to Tom Nook and his son. What is what is beeping at me? I'm getting That's boops. Messaging Dave because he jumped to Discord. Oh, okay. I know. Tell him we're almost done-ish. Maybe. We got a little bit longer. Um, <laughs> mute your things. Mute your notifications. My, my notifications are muted. Yours aren't. What? Where is he talking? He's posting in the stream talk. Oh, stream talk. Oh, that's what's wrong. I was really confused. I'm like, well, I'm not seeing any notifications. You're bad at this. I'm not used to this. <laughs> I actually don't know how to turn off notifications while I'm streaming. <laughs> Fuck it. We're going to deal with it for now. Oh, wait. I know how to do it. I'm going to lie. On the Discord server. Mute for an hour. I muted it. <laughs> Fuck it. Um, I was about to say something. Animal oh. Crossing in my soup. Oh, yeah. You are basically paying this man with money that his sons have given you. In the original game, it was him. Now it's his sons. Sorry. They've never specifically said it's his sons. But the fact that Tom Nook has two underlings named Timmy and Tommy, I'm pretty sure that they are his sons. Um... I don't know. There's there's a fucking Mrs. Nook. Out there. Not even a Mrs. Nook. She might be a Ms. Nook at this point. Ms. I feel Nook? Like there's, I feel like there's a uh, there's a some some history there. That's why you never see Timmy and Tommy's mom around. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I just too cute. I'm in, I'm in, I am enjoy or entertained by the fact that you're basically paying you in if you think about it this is the dumbest thing yes. most of it, it you, you aren't paying for shit money back. <laughs> yeah he, he's basically giving you free shit maybe sometimes you'll sell stuff but uh you know who knows you get free shit you're getting a free house if only the world worked this this smoothly well the, the difference between animal crossing and the real world world whatever I'm trying to say, yes. is <laughs> real world road rules. <laughs> yes. You have a fucking, you have a legitimate opportunity at Animal Crossing to actually pay a house off. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, you won't get screwed on your fucking mortgage because you, you know, missed a bill or something like that. Uh, and your labor actually counts for something. You get paid for it in real money. Like, a fucking apple is worth, what, like, 50 bills? No. Um, an apple is... <laughs> oh, I don't remember. I know what the weeds... The weeds exchange rate is. It's 10... It's 10 uh, bells per weed. So, <laughs> if you want to sell 42 bells, you're getting 420, man. Or, sorry, 42 oh. weeds? 
42 weeks. Getting 420. 420 just please. <laughs> I just love how the game did that, though, because I remember old animal frustrating thing. You just wanted to get rid of them. So you had ground space or a clear... So, and that's the, the thing. When I started they, it up... When it started up, I didn't know they were fucking weeds. I, at first, because I only saw the flowery ones, and then I saw the other ones, I'm like, wait a minute. The entire world, the entire island is covered in weeds. Not only <laughs> that, I can't get to some of this to get rid of these weeds. So then once you start collecting them and you get enough, and you're, one, it's like, hey, you can sell this to us. So it's like, oh, okay, cool, easy money. But then you get one of your people being like, hey, look, I made this cool umbrella out of weeds. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> I can make this umbrella and sell it for more money. Holy shit. Yeah. So that's one of the things I had to learn. When you craft stuff, craft the easy stuff, like the umbrella, uh, just craft a bunch of it over and over and over again and just sell it because you always make a profit. Especially stuff like that where it's <laughs> um, it, it doesn't take too much toll on your stuff because weeds while they do disappear after or i mean it is a limited resource but it's not something that you're not really going to use for your tools um that's another thing i really liked about this game is the introduction of uh you're not just straight up buying tools you are buy you are crafting tools you are finding resources in the world and being able to build whatever the fuck you want or you know to a certain extent whatever you want but mm -hmm. you i will admit so it's a back and forth thing. Two two things. One, I love that you can build all of these starter tools, but yeah. if you don't have the resources, you can also buy them from them. Um, mm -hmm. The downside, though, even though there are either one or two upgrades to them, even the most upgraded of the tools still has a uh, a breaking point. Yeah. So like I I already had the the full the the best version of the shovel that everything to be honest I I had fucking everything, or of the mm -hmm. base tools I don't have the I don't have a ladder yet sadly, um, <laughs> but none of none of them last forever I've already had everything except for my shovel break I think I think the shovel takes a little bit longer maybe, uh, mm -hmm. I know I've gone through three fishing poles, um, <laughs> man well, there's a lot of fish in this world. It's going to come down to how often you use the tools, really. Uh, the I don't really like the breaking mechanic, especially once you build better stuff, but I understand why it's in the game. Mm -hmm. um, the crafting adds a unique element that hasn't been in Animal Crossing. You were always kind of reliant on Tom Nook to have a tool in stock, Yeah, which I believe in later Animal Crossings, he just always had them in stock. Um, so at any point in the game, you just bought whatever you needed and you had it forever. That was all there was to it. Um, so that was neat, but this crafting thing has a new sort of almost Minecraft feel on top of it. What I don't like is needing a recipe. For I would like the ability to put stuff like a workbench from Minecraft, just throw a bunch of random shit together and see what I potentially get, even if it's nothing, even <laughs> if I just get junk. So, yeah, I wish that there was, like, a experimenting kind of thing, but I, I do like the fact that when you find items, um, certain items that you find yourself, if you aren't buying or given a, uh, a recipe, you can just mm -hmm. think of it. It's basic, It basically acts as if you are like, oh, I can do this with this thing. Like, it, yeah. when you fish, sometimes you can end up fishing... Uh, like old boots, 
uh, empty cans and uh, tires. Oh, that's what I did with the empty cans. I learned how to make the uh, succulent. Yeah, you can make a succulent planter. Uh, at one point, if you get enough, you actually it teaches you how to make one of those little mouth banjo thingies or hand banjo thingies. I don't remember what it's called. The thing where you like <laughs> pluck at little things you know, on the hand. Um, but I know I had those two. Once you get a boot, it's like you can make new boots out of it. If you find another boot, you can just repair the boots and wear them for yourself. Um, and my favorite that I've had so far is they call it a toy, but when you get the tire, you can just make a seat out of it. So I have <laughs> I have a um, a bonfire. If you look on my Twitter timeline, you can see I made a bonfire, and I have a rock seat next to it. Right now there are now two rock seats and two tire seats. So I'm like, I'm getting ready for a party. We're going to come over and social distance. Because uh, <laughs> you can't hang out in real life. You have to hang out in the virtual world. Yes. I think I think right now Animal Crossing, you know, this is a perfect time for the game to come out. It's under unfortunate circumstances, but it's one of those games that lends itself to being social. Um. You basically, if you want to get the full experience of the game, you have, you really have to go to a friend's island and see what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, that was always a big part of Animal Crossing ever since it started. Um, it was a big part of Pocket Camp, which was the last Animal Crossing release before this one. Um, you really just want to go and see what other people are doing, see what they're creating, see how they're setting up their homes, see what they have in their museum that you may not have, and see what you know resources are on their islands that you don't get on yours and that's the um, thing i didn't do the the uh, the museum much i didn't really do the museum much in the old game um i just would go get him to identify fossils and then sell them for bells <laughs> yeah. uh the cool thing about this game though once because you haven't gotten blathers yet but once you get him once you learn you once you can dig up uh, fossils and have him identify he identifies one and then mm -hmm. gives you the option that if you have a bunch of them in your inventory you can identify them all at one time and that is mm -hmm. so much better I don't remember if that was in any of the previous games um, I don't remember it being in previous yeah. games but it is that, a welcome addition because inventory management in this game is still not the best yeah well uh, so I'm not sure if you've realized I, I feel like I should just tweet add on to that mm -hmm. one if you, in case you didn't miss it or in case you didn't know thing, uh, you can rearrange your um, inventory. If you hold A on an item, you can then move it around. It I acts like yeah, you grab it and pick it around. And that's it's it's weird how much this game tells you, hey, this is how you do this thing. This is how you do this thing. Mm -hmm. This is how you do that. But then doesn't tell you simple things like that. <laughs> well, it's. There's a lot of games, <laughs> unfortunately. Animal Crossing, I get it. It's hand-holding a lot of people through the way because honestly, I expected that a lot of kids are going to play this. Oh, yeah, um, which is why, as much as I hate, I, and I skip over every time Blathers mm -hmm. wants to tell me about every individual creature I, I hand to him, um, mm -hmm. I do like that it basically gives a little bit, a little nugget of, of like knowledge about these creatures because they are based off of real animal, or real uh yeah. They're Fish all real and bugs and stuff. They're real, yeah. They're real world creatures. Um, and it's great that the game is trying to teach you something while you're playing. It's good when any game does that, honestly. Uh, 
you know, for people like us, we're we're fucking adults. We don't really care to learn about, you know, what a goddamn horse mackerel is at this point. <laughs> um, I just think it's interesting that the game has a mechanic that is based around hand-holding you certain steps, but then completely omits something like inventory management <laughs> um, from a tutorial. Uh, I guess that's because it's either an oversight or it's one of those things where it's like Nintendo just didn't expect kids to really care about managing their inventory. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's it. <sighs> Even in Minecraft, bring it back Minecraft. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still right, Sorry, you had, mm -hmm. the, your sentence did cut off a little bit, but it <laughs> was okay. Um, the in Minecraft, your inventory was always obnoxious, and that's one of my favorite things with mods on PC is that you, there's literally a mod that you can middle click on your mouse button and it'll resort, it'll sort out your entire inventory. Uh, mm -hmm. It's great. I love it. I hate going back to regular Minecraft and not having that. Um, <laughs> and I would love if there was like a sort by kind of thing, but uh, that really is only for. Um, I would love a mod that actually you from picking up certain blocks. So, like, if I'm digging or I'm just mining right I can stop myself from picking up dirt or cobblestone completely. Yeah, but you're going to need all of that. <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty of it. Trust me. <laughs> um, I just wish there was something like that where I don't have to... I can, you know, stop myself from picking up certain things if I don't want to, where I can essentially just turn off the ability to pick up a specific block. That would be... But Animal Crossing is just going back to Animal Crossing. Yeah. Um, it's a neat game. I love it for what it is. I'm just, I know you fucking love it. You fucking adore it. <laughs> um, yeah, I am not playing it right now. I did put it down. Uh, the, I... Uh, you do need a Nintendo online membership to go visit Friends Islands, but that's whatever. Uh, and it's not that expensive. <laughs> like I, I do the the three month at a time thing. I don't. I haven't okay. jumped up to the full year yet, but it's. Gotcha. I think for three months it's eight dollars. Yeah, for uh, a year it is twenty dollars. Yeah, it's so. twenty dollars, and you get one. You get Tetris ninety nine, which people still fucking love. Um, mm -hmm. But you also have access to those Nintendo and Super Nintendo games, for, for, or included. Uh, mm -hmm. So, to be honest, in my in, in my opinion, I think it's perfectly fine to spend the. I didn't know you got access to those games. So. Oh yeah. Actually, may make it worth it. It's definitely in my, it again to me. I think it's a hundred percent worth it. I love being able to play those, and I mean, I had do I have most of those because I have the Nintendo and SNES classics. Yes, but I don't have to hook them up. I can have them on the shelf looking pretty. And then play most of these games on here. Oh yeah, that yeah. actually may make it worth worth buying the the subscription. Then I didn't know you got that. Like I said, if oh. you want, try the. There is a, a free trial, and uh, free also trial. a month. I think is is I don't remember how much, but it's still pretty cheap. It's cheap in general. Comparing yeah. this to the other online uh, services, it's literally a third of the price. It is. Yes, you don't have. All, you don't have voice you don't have, chat. You don't have a fucking messaging system. Yeah, but you, I was gonna say you don't have the free games like Game pa or uh, uh, Games with Gold mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But I don't know. it's very it's very feature barren. But at least they're not charging you 
a premium price for the not so premium service. Yeah. Which I appreciate. I, I would not be paying what I pay for Xbox Live for Nintendo online. <laughs> I can guarantee you that. Um but just just moving on to other things so we can wrap up and finish quickly here. Um Oh, are we gonna talk about the thing I have on here or what are, wait, hold on. What are you jumping to? Uh this one? I mean, yeah. Alright, so alright, we're gonna do quick quick rumory thing that may be 100% true or may be 100% not true, which is fucking awesome if you are a fan of Star Wars and one of everyone's favorite actresses in the world, I think. I think, right? Everybody loves her, right? I don't know anybody who has a gripe with her. Right? <laughs> so, Nate, what's the current rumor about Mandalorian Season 2? Uh, that Rosario Dawson will be coming in to play Ahsoka Tano. Yes! That's right. Ahsoka, the first, I think. I think the first? Technically the the second, but the first for real animated character making the transition to live action. To live action. Fuck, that's not true. Um, Well, They're the second, technically. I'm going to say technically third, technically second, because technically the first is uh, fucking Forrest Whitaker's character. Because he was on the original Clone Wars. I forgot about that. Um, but then there's also the fact that General Grievous appeared on the animated, the 2D animated Clone Wars show before he was in the, the Clone Wars movie. Um, mm-hmm. Which is funny because he was so much cooler in the 2D animated thing. Yeah. Well, where we're at right now is Ahsoka Tano is. She's important to Star Wars because she is, you know, Anakin's Padawan at that time uh, during the Clone War. Uh, she ends up returning later in Rebels and fighting him as Darth Vader. It was assumed that she, of course, lost that fight to Vader with all we know happens in the timeline after Rebels. But when well, they're coming back in Mandalorian... Ooh, so no. This, Spoilers well, for Rebels. Spoilers for Rebels. Are you okay with spoilers for Rebels? I guess I'm okay with spoilers. I haven't watched it, so yeah. Alright, so, in the show, for the majority of it, you think that she dies against him in this fight. Mm -hmm. But what actually happens is that Star Wars, in the the canon universe, because Rebels is canon, um, there is technically a way to time travel, to affect time. And Mm. what happens is... The main character, Ezra, right before Ahsoka dies in the collapsing uh, Sith temple that the fight was happening in, um, mm-hmm. she he, he pulls her into this space between kind of thing um, and ends up saving her. She's alive in the present time. Uh, the way the series ends, we get a little bit of a time jump and basically her and one of the other main characters, uh, Sabine, who is a Mandalorian, was a Mandalorian? I don't know if it counts. Um, is actually She's originally from... Yeah. Um, they actually are out in the universe trying to find him because Ezra is technically not dead, as far as we know. Um, mm-hmm. in, in my opinion, it makes it even more conclusive that he's not dead since in the end of... 
the Star Wars Episode Nine, which I am going to spoil because guess what? It's available on Disney Plus now. Um, it's also been out for yeah, yeah. But enough. I, I, am weird about certain things to spoil, so that's why I'm perfectly fine with saying it, not really giving anybody warning. Um, in the end, when you hear all those Jedi voices talking to, Ro- or I almost said Rose. To um, <laughs> to Rose. Yeah, I was Rose. looking. I was looking at Rose Rosaria Dawson. I was looking at Rosaria Dawson. Um, Rose to Ray. <laughs> they when they're all talking to Ray from from the the Force or whatever, you hear Ahsoka and Kanan. Kanan, we know had died. He uh, dies. I in... didn't know you hear, heard Kanan there. I knew you heard Ahsoka. Yeah, you hear Kanan. both Ahsoka and Kanan, and that's why everybody was like, "Oh shit, Ahsoka's dead too." But the person you don't hear is Ezra. You do not hear Ezra Bridger's voice in that whole group, and that's mm-hmm. where I'm like, "Well, fuck." Does that mean Ezra's not dead? Uh, so well, the fact I would, I would hope that some of these characters aren't dead because they're a good segue into a Star Wars universe. Kind yeah, of. in a Star Wars universe that isn't directly connected, besides the fact that she's isn't connected to the spaces. fucking Skywalkers. Yeah. Like that was my biggest. I understand that there's people are upset about the way these new movies played out, but no matter what, we needed a departure from the Skywalker family. You know, family. We needed a departure from just every Skywalker is an uber good guy who saves the universe every single fucking time. Like, it gets boring. Um, I want to see new Jedi. I want to see expanded universe. That's why I love games like KOTOR so much. Um, I want to see Keanu Reeves fucking play Darth Revan. Like, I want to see Rosario Dawson. I don't want to see Keanu Reeves play him, but I would love to see (laughs) Revan be brought into the canon universe. If you see him in fucking the Old Republic, the MMO, look at the character model they made for Revan and be like, that's Keanu Reeves. Okay. (laughs) Um... I just, I want to see, you know, this expanded lore continue. I still haven't watched an episode of The Mandalorian. For all accounts, I've heard it's a really great show. And I want to see more stuff like that. Stuff that isn't just about Jedi and Sith and their conflict and dark side and light side. Mm-hmm. I want to see the inner workings of the Star Wars universe. I want the writers and directors who are brought in by Disney to world build star wars back to the level it was when lucas still had control of it eh. well don't do it the same way lucas did <laughs> but <laughs> but build a world that's fleshed out and unique and interesting in new ways and doesn't just rely on you know have a set of rules for star wars basically don't just make things up as you go well and that's the thing it and, was they didn't have it and that was the problem. We've talked about this. We don't have to go too far into this, but that is, I would love for them to get, as I said in the back, their own Kevin Feige. So it's, hey, boom, this is our guidelines. This is where we're working towards. This is what we have planned. Everything is set years ahead of time. So even if there's a delay, we can make it work in some way. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, that's, would... that's what they're missing more than anything. And the fact that we no longer have to be focused on one fucking family is great now. Yeah. yeah, that was even the problem with the Star Wars EQ, is like Skywalker legacy just wouldn't die. Mm-hmm. I also like... love that I'm like, we're only going to spend a really short amount of time because this is just a short rumor. <laughs> yeah. And it's been 20 well, minutes, I think. <clears throat> so yeah, Rosario Dawson, Rosario Dawson is being made... reported to play Ahsoka. <laughs> be Ahsoka Tano. 
And I think she's perfect fit for the whole honestly. I think she's perfect for just about anything. Put her in everything. Everything. Put her in everything. <laughs> she's Harley Quinn now. No, no, no. <laughs> she just, gets to be Groot. Just give Rosario Dawson more screen time. That's all. Um, Rosario Dawson is now Groot. So what's this last thing you have on here that I... Oh, yeah. Uh, Fantasy Star Online 2 launched on consoles. Oh, I didn't realize it launched. Yeah. Uh, they did a like beta for it through the Xbox preview thing. Stop. You don't have things. to read things that I'm writing. Jeez, <laughs> keep going. Um, <laughs> it launched on consoles. <clears throat> I remember just a quick story about my experience with Fantasy Star. Um, so Fantasy Star Online came out many, 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 many years. And the first time I really got into it is at a friend's house when he downloaded it on his Xbox. I don't know if it was on 360 or just original. I think it was on 360. Um, anyway, I would come to his house and we would quite literally like set up times to take turns playing this. Because <laughs> um, we were just both really into it. Um, it's an action RPG, it's Japanese, it's sci-fi-ish, and um, but it's a really extensive and unique kind of MMO, and that's what people loved about it. Well, Fantasy Star Online 2 is a lot of the stuff I liked about Fantasy Star 1, but streamlined, more accessible, um, but with a whole lot more features added onto it as well. The first day this came out and launched, I just sat down and played it for like a good six to seven hours straight. That's stop. what I was going to ask. I didn't know if you had played it or not. Yeah. So I played it for quite a while. I set up my character. Uh, the character I set up is what's called a cast. They're basically like robots or androids. They're meant to be their race in the game. is meant to be like the super tanky builds. So that's kind of what I'm working on now. Um, but they added some new races to the game that weren't in the original one. Um, added some new classes as well. There's a dual class system now, which is neat. Uh, the quest structure and the map structure is still very classic. It was basically a dungeon crawling style game, sort of the way the dot hat games were. Oh, yeah. Where you just run through an area that was like a semi-dungeon. When you got to the end, you fight a boss and get some loot. That's basically every single level or map in this game. Um... They have live events that come through all the time. You'll get an alert on the ship that tells you, like, hey, there's an urgent quest coming up. We need a bunch of people to go do this thing, and you can participate in that stuff live in real time with other players. Um, just a really unique and interesting sort of MMO. Because it's action, MMO, it translates really well to console. You're not clicking on a toolbar to get your skills up. You're pressing actual buttons to do things. Mm-hmm. Um so, it's not for everybody. I won't say it is. It's a fucking weeb game, honestly. <laughs> but it's one of my favorite weeb games out there. <laughs> it's not just any weeb game. It's the weeb game. The weeb game. The weeb game is Codevania. I don't know what that is, and I'm okay <laughs> with not knowing that. Um, <laughs> so, I guess, if you want to wrap up with one last thing. Uh, we've now... As of this last week, um, now have the main specs for both the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5. This um, 5 sucks. No, stop. That is not true in any way. 
Uh, I'm gonna. This is the link if you want to look at what I'm about to read. Um, Eurogamer Digital Foundry did a uh, their their comparison. And um, are you writing things? It's not poopy. Oh my god. <laughs> so yes, if you look at if you want to look at it solely off of specs and not into any of the thought process or the other things behind it. Um, yes. The Xbox Series X, we already knew, we've known, has 12, it's 12.16 teraflops. Stop typing so loudly. God damn it. While the PlayStation 5 just has 10.28. The CPUs are practically the same. Um, the GPUs are actually custom still. Significantly but... fucking different. <laughs> Well, can the GPU architecture, but like literally as it's listed, it's custom RDNA 2 with hardware RT support for both of them. Uh, memory is literally the exact same. The memory bandwidth is where it's a little bit different. Oh, no. Sorry. Not the bandwidth. What is it? I can't remember what it was. I think it's the... I don't remember where it was, but yes, when you look at it like this, it looks bad. Um, not bad. It looks like the Xbox Series X is blowing it out of the water. Uh, but when you look more at the actual, um, the way that the PlayStation is working, uh, mm -hmm. this is where I had the fucking Jason Schreier thing up and I closed it because I forgot that it was more than just <laughs> the, uh, yeah. So he shared this tweet and this is why he actually had mentioned earlier before the announcement uh, he said, when I said yesterday that a developer working on working with the PS5 called it the most impressive console in 20 years, this is a large part of what, what they were talking about. And this is a tweet mm -hmm. from this guy, John Lineman, um, who is writer and video guy for Digital Foundry. Uh, he says, the craziest thing about PS5 is the speed of the SSD. 5.5 gigs per second is just part of the story. There's a lot of custom silicon in there to ensure the system isn't bottlenecked in other areas. It's really fast on paper, a lot faster than the Xbox Series X. Uh, yeah. It has so. to do with, while the Xbox has all that other bells, all the other bells and whistles, the way that mm -hmm. the, uh, the games will be read for PlayStation is mm -hmm. incredibly faster than yeah. the Xbox. So it's Which... not, again, stop calling it poopy. I'm not even a PlayStation <laughs> guy, but I understand, and, and I'm like, this is fucking cool that... It's cool because it means that they can... It's a difference in the way that games really run on each system. The PS5 can access data faster. Yeah. But it can't process it as fast as an Xbox Series X. The Xbox Series X can process data faster, but can't access it as fast as the PS5. So it kind of begs the question of really which is more important for game developers hardware-wise. Is it being able to access information super quickly from, an, from a hard drive, from a solid state? Or is it being able to process that data fast through a super beefy GPU and CPU? Mm-hmm. All we really uh, can say is, we gotta fucking wait and see. <laughs> yeah, it's still. I mean, no matter what, it, and I'm one of those people. The biggest issue, the biggest thing against PlayStation right now, and actually Xbox has one thing too that I'm gonna get that in a second. The biggest thing against PlayStation is the way that they have been presenting their information. 
they came out and it's not a hundred percent on them. They put all this information out in an hour, basically an hour long presentation that was repurposed basically from what was going to be presented at GDC because GDC didn't happen. They still wanted to put this out, but Mm -hmm. their issue was that they made it. They, even though a lot of people in the gaming world knew what the, like professional side, not, not Mm -hmm. I play video games. Um, (laughs) knew that this was going to be 100% no, no games, no console reveal or anything like that. It was just going to be 100% specs mm-hmm. all that technology um because mark cerny is that is the text technology guy you listen to him because you want to know the bits and bobs not the look at this awesome thing coming because he doesn't want he doesn't have that personality he's, he's not a fucking marketing uh, but i do love listening to him. the guy can talk i fucking love listening to him talk um so that is the issue is there the way of presenting this information made it seem like we People were expecting one thing, and they got the other. Xbox has been very, this is what we're doing. Hey, we are going to show you our console. Hey, this is some of the games that are coming to it. But whenever it comes to that tech jargon, it's only been, so far, has only been in written form. Um, and it is actually really funny. The uh, the Digital Foundry article got published right like moments before the presentation went live um so it was all obviously they had all that information written out and all plenty of time in advance uh so on the xbox side the biggest downside that everybody's talked about so far is so do you have the the website open or no no i don't have it oh damn god damn it i was deleting shit because i thought you had already opened it (laughs) um there go click on that click the thingy Make it, how do I make it go? <laughs> I'm still in edit mode. No. All right, click on the thing, and then does it pop up with the thing? Copy link. There we go. All right, that works, too. I don't know why it's doing it, however it's doing it to you. Um, <laughs> so you come down to the actual... Oh, comparison. God. What? I'm going to turn off my ad blogger. <laughs> oh, God damn it. I don't want to turn it off. I like it. On. Are you good yet? Do not run on this site. <laughs> Next week. God damn it. Yeah, I did it. All right. <laughs> Do you see the layout of all the stuff? The GPU, CPU, all that yes, fun stuff? Yes, I see the table. All right, now go down to expandable storage. I turned it off already. Go away. <laughs> expandable storage. USB, HHD. Port, USB, no nope. expandable storage. That's that's external. Expandable storage, an NV, NVMe SSD slot, and a one terabyte expansion card for the Xbox. Yep. So that's the thing. So Sony you know what an NVMe drive was. Am I talked? What's that? You didn't know what an NVMe drive was the last time I mentioned. Well, hey, I've been paying attention a lot more <laughs> to this stuff, but hey. Basically, Sony says has already come out and said, hey, don't buy these yet because we're going to have a specific kind that you're going to want to get for our console. But mm-hmm. it's still just a solid-state drive. Data Xbox yeah. is pivoting back to, essentially, memory cards. Jesus Christ. What? Nothing, just Dave right now. Oh. <laughs> 
Uh, it's not important to the podcast. Yeah. I, I, I know what you're saying. The uh, the crazy thing about an NVMe slot that they're adding mm-hmm. is they've either got to give you direct access to the motherboard to install one or at least find a way to cable the port to the motherboard. Well, this is what so I suspect they're going to do. The last PlayStation, uh, or I think PlayStation 4, yeah, I at least remember in PlayStation Three, it made it relatively easy to take it in and put it in and out. Yeah, um, well, <laughs> that's what she said. God damn um, it! But <laughs> the an NVMe drive, just for people who don't know, because I explained this a little bit on the last podcast, but it's sort of like a RAM stick. Um, and when I say that, I mean literally, like it's not enclosed in anything, have thingy around it or anything like that. It's a chip, a blank fucking chip. And normally you have to slide these into a slot on your motherboard and then screw one end of it down to secure it in place. So I assume the PS5, the hardware, the actual physical thing, will have some provision to allow you to insert that without giving you access to all the crucial bits that are essential to the running of the console. At least I would hope so. Yeah. Because they uh, got a fucking... It's great that they're allowing that. I mean, NVMe drives... If I just look one up, like... Let me just find one on Amazon. <laughs> but that really uh, is what people are complaining about. They're upset about that more than anything. Uh... Yeah. Here's actually one of the most popular ones. So a 970 Evo drive from Samsung, 250 gigs is like $82. They are more expensive than a standard solid-state drive, but they also run a lot faster um, because they are connected directly to the motherboard. Mm-hmm. God damn it, Dave. Shut up. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, they're doing... I guess PS4 is doing interesting things. I'm not going to say it's entirely... I don't have faith that their policies are going to be as effective as Xbox is with their console right now. So the other disappointing thing still for uh, PlayStation is backwards compatibility only for PlayStation 4. While the X, or Xbox is still getting access to every game that you can play on your Xbox One right now. Well, Here's the series the other disappointing X. thing is if you see that asterisk in the table and you click on it, uh-huh. it's not all PS4 games. So, it's and that's, it's <laughs> even more obnoxious. So, again, Sony has not, is not wording things correctly. Because they, during the conference, they mentioned that they had tested the top 100 games. So people were like, oh, it's only the top 100 games. And then it was basically saying, hey, we are trying to work and get as many available as possible. Because, I mean, if you think about it, even on Xbox One, you cannot play the entire library. That's not how it works. There is a set list for original Xbox and Xbox 360 titles that you can play. And because of how open and honest they were about that, people kind of accepted it. The fact that PlayStation is just like, we're working on it. We're not telling you, we're working on it, though. It makes it a little bit harder for people to to believe in them kind of thing. So. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Sony has a big way to catch up to Microsoft on the consumer friendliness. Um, their online platform, 
<coughs> excuse me. Uh, Bless you. The way they handle exclusivity on their consoles. All that stuff. They really need to work on updating their policies to fit a more consumer-friendly and accessible model. Mm-hmm. And I understand that they want to be different than Microsoft. That's kind of the point when you're competing with someone like that. But be different in a way that's better. <laughs> like, find out a way to make your po- make your policies more consumer-friendly while still making money. Because that stuff draws people in. That makes people want to stick around. It makes people want to play your console more than it makes you want to play competitors. The reason a lot more people you know, in the U.S. right now are not necessarily buying an Xbox One, but sticking with it, mm-hmm. buying games for it, is because of things like Game Pass, because of things like Xbox Live having that two games a month for free before PlayStation did. PlayStation has constantly been on the back foot playing catch-up with Xbox and trying to get ahead, and they just can't afford to do that with the next console generation. All the while, Nintendo's just doing whatever they want. <laughs> Nintendo's like, fuck it, play Mario for the 50th time. We don't care. So, but Nintendo has always been that way. They're 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 in their own niche, and being in that niche has made them money. So they're not going to leave it anytime soon. Um, I don't know. Sony Sony is trying too hard, I think, to be like Microsoft, but is always their catch up game is too slow, and they need to stop playing catch up altogether. They innovative and be ahead of Xbox on something for once. Yeah, because as much as I, it, I'm not. I don't get into the which one's better. Yes, they are amazing when it comes to their first party titles. They are not at a loss for that in any way whatsoever. But I feel like if you continue to only have that and you don't try and improve your customer relationship beyond, hey, we've got games. You yeah. in this day and age will eventually hit a point where you're like, ah, okay, maybe Xbox really is looking better. Well, someone will always make the argument that, well, that's what Nintendo is doing. But Nintendo's first-party titles are accessible to everyone. Yeah. Everyone likes playing a Mario or a Mario Kart or Smash Brothers or something like that. Yeah. Not everyone wants to play Last of Us. Not everyone wants to play God of War. I don't um, want to play games... any of them. And to be honest, the, <laughs> only, the only PlayStation exclusive title... Sorry, the two mm-hmm. PlayStation exclusive titles that I have any interest in... Um, are coming to PC, are on PC, or coming to PC. Yeah, so the, the games, I'm not saying that those games aren't great. They're wonderful stories, and they're well-crafted, and they're, they're awesome. They're well-put-together games. But what they're not is accessible and appealing to everybody. So when you're targeting specific demographics with your exclusives, you lose out. You can't rely on these first-party titles. And... Sony, like I said, Sony's just got some... They gotta pick it up. They gotta work on their game a bit more. Really, really push on the their, PS5. Their people-facing side, yeah. Yeah. They, they gotta push on the PS5. And, and again, we, we won't know things until it happens. Um, so, you know, it's all whatever for now. I mean, push comes to shove. If they keep the design they have with the dev kit, I can heat up a pizza slice with it. God damn it. <laughs> It's, uh, it's, a, it's a useful toaster. So real quick, before we wrap up, um, I want to give some really cool, quick shout out kind of things. Not shout-outs, but uh, some interesting things real quick. Um, one, 
yes, we're all home. We can't do anything. We're stuck. We don't have anything to do. All you got is games and fun shit to watch, hopefully. In helping that, we've got a whole bunch of games you can play for free and a whole bunch, or, or discounted, heavily, deeply discounted. Um, so right now, you can go to uh, GOG. They're doing a whole bunch of free games and discounted games. Um, obviously, all the Battle Royales is a perfect time to jump in because they're all free. Uh, PlayStation Now, if you're a PlayStation, per PlayStation person, uh, you can get in on the trial, and uh, until April 7th, you can still play Horizon Zero Dawn and Uncharted Lost Legacy. Uh, and then you can also check out Control, which is still a game that I've been holding off on buying just because I don't know if I'm going to like it. I would love to. Um, but also, you can get your first, pre first month of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate if you have not checked that out. You can currently get your first month for a dollar, and let's hope to God it's only a month that we have to worry about this shit. Um, and I mean, you just—they just put out Ori and the or not Ori and the Blind Forest. You can play that Ori and the Will of the Wisps, which I am a huge fan of. I've been dedicating a lot of my game time recently. Sadly, it won't anymore because of Animal Crossing. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, there's all that to check out, and then on the TV or the the movie side of things, um, I already mentioned earlier. Disney Plus has already brought uh, the most recent Star Wars movie onto the platform, as well mm -hmm. as Frozen 2 is already out, which is... It, it, yes, both of those movies have been... It came out in theaters a while ago, but the fact that they're out on Disney Plus already is crazy. Um, they just... Yesterday? Yeah, either yesterday or today, the new Pixar movie that just came out last month, I believe, tail end of February, I believe... Uh, Onward is available digitally and will be on digital platforms, I believe, at the end of the month, or on Disney Plus at the end of the month. Uh, as well as like, fucking all these movies have been because of movie theaters being closed. They're just trying to get as much money out of it as they can through digital releasing, digitally releasing them. Um, but movies like, well, let's see, I have this all in my head, not written down, sadly. Uh, the Hunt, Emma, Invisible Man, and the new Trolls movie, the second Trolls movie that hasn't premiered in theaters yet, are all going to be are all either already available or will be available digitally. Um, both The Gentleman and um, Birds of Prey, I think, are at this point might be available, or if not now, they will be by the end of next week, um, available digitally obviously so far ahead of their original planned digital release since they both were in theater still um so yeah there's a lot of options to to entertain yourself while you're staying inside and playing video games uh <laughs> staying inside and keeping safe don't touch your face wash your hands keep away from people i just touched my face as i was saying that uh <laughs> touch my face Literally, I'm an itchy motherfucker. I it's a hard thing, and it doesn't help. I've seen a Here's lot of my thing. friends with facial hair that have been cutting their facial hair, and I'm like, I can't. I cut mine simply because I could not stand the fucking irritation anymore. Well, my, I was going to say, for me, it's even without it, I'm still touching my face. The beard is not what makes me touch my face. No, I mean, I touch my face because I fucking itch. The, here's the thing that you can do, though. Keep your fucking hands clean. Like, don't 
sticking down your goddamn pants every five seconds. Well, that's okay. okay. Your dick doesn't. <laughs> your dick doesn't have coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one uh, thing I like. Yes, obviously, wash your hands. But it, when I've seen people be like, "You went, you, you should wash your hands. You just did such and such in your own house and haven't left the house." And it's like if you haven't left the house, if you're in your like, own house. It's like the George Carlin approach. He had a skit where he said the only time he washes his hands is if he shits on them. Well, that's a little <laughs> bit. That's, that's, too, that's too far. Wash your hands a little bit more than that. And stop buying all the fucking toilet paper. Yeah, stop hoarding toilet paper. Your pets can't catch coronavirus. Thank God. Uh, your fucking... Your food can't magically catch coronavirus it didn't already have. Yeah. Uh, Fucking stay inside. Do shit you normally do. Limit your contact. Be stay away from old people and people stay with compromised immune systems and children. Yeah, don't fuck compromised immune systems. Children um, can be children are probably the largest population of asymptomatic carrier now. Yeah, that too. All right. Well, thank you for joining us on another episode of Space Time Taco. Um, I doubt that we'll be back to normal video podcast next time we'll probably be doing another corn stream um but yeah go inside as always i almost ended it before i said the other things if you like what we do check us out on all the social media follow us just search space time taco if you want to talk to me follow me at timeler burrito if you want to talk to nate he won't talk to you i will talk to you actually please talk to me i don't know about your fucking <laughs> he you can is follow me at a little teapot on Twitter. Not eighty nine, which is not confusing. If you want to talk to him on the on on the gaming things, it's the eighty nine. I, I just, just talk yeah yeah talk talk to him. He needs talks talks to him <laughs> talk to him. Go inside and play video. Oh no wait, stay inside. I'm sticking with this until we're out of this shit. Stay inside and play video games. Rant over. <laughs> Rant over. <laughs>